hours. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour work week job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash SportsScope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why sports scope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is sports scope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportsscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportsscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. All right. Now I am here live once I get that taken care of. And I wanted to get in a little early tonight, guys. I know it's open at night. I'm excited, too, on this finally September 8th day. This is kind of like a little, uh, what do you call it, an appetizer, per se. Uh, really opening night, uh, opening day is noon central, uh, 1, o'clock, uh, 1 o'clock central time, uh, or 12 noon central time. Uh, 11 Pacific or, or Mountain Time, and of course 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. on uh, Pacific Time when when the ball kicks off. That's really the start of the season. Even though this game will count, uh, the NFL done a really good job uh, getting their. See the NFL. This is why they make all these billions and billions of dollars. You know is because that the NFL don't always have it right, but they always get it right. Unlike a, unlike a college football, where you might see three on a lucky year, Pickles, you might see five watchable games. You know, I like to watch Alabama and Tennessee play at the SEC and L, but I don't want to see them open the season after a long summer wait. I do not want to see them play Sam Houston State, Savannah State. No, you want to see the big boys play right off the bat. And from the from most of what I've read, this Buffalo team is is, is most people's calling for this to be the Super Bowl. It's kind of like NASCAR, right, Pickles? Uh, you have the Daytona 500. It's grand. It's huge. It's in February. Football's done. Basketball's still kind of, nah, uh, in the NBA. And then college basketball, you're still a few weeks away from uh, March Madness, so it's still not really no sense of urgency. And baseball, uh they may have pitchers and catchers at that point, but what else do you got? So the NFL, kudos to the NFL. So that's why I wanted to start this program 
a few minutes early on this particular day. I know it's a special day. It's kickoff. Uh, two really big-name teams here. Uh, I wanted to get to be fair with my prediction since the, the, the season started today. I told you I thought that this Rams team will be about 12-5. and five. Uh, I think they'll finish second behind the 49ers in that division. Uh, yesterday we talked about the fact that uh, no team in the last 10 years that's had the hardest schedule, not a top schedule, the hardest schedules won a Super Bowl. I think there's something to that. Uh, the last team to go back-to-back uh, Super Bowls and win was New England in the early 2000s, but it was just a few years ago that uh, Kansas City did go back. Now, they lost that second Super Bowl, so they're not out of the running by no means. But I did want to talk about the Buffalo Bills uh, right off the bat, so you have my prediction for the Bills and what they're going to do as far as the regular season. Now, tomorrow... We've talked about this, but I want to clarify. We'll clarify this with Carlos Mad New Yorker. I'm going to finish up uh, the AFC South, Nashvilleians, and the AFC North and finish up my predictions tomorrow. And I'll give you my, my Super Bowl pick, uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. And Carlos will come on around uh, 20 after and we'll probably just finish the show in that type of fashion where we're going back and forth comparing notes as as to where we're at um good little debate going on there okay so buffalo buffalo had a really good off season for those of you who don't uh just give you a refresher gotta tell you the good and the bad they ended the season with a uh could not get a stop there. Was it 13 seconds? Uh, Kansas City in dramatic fashion goes down, scores the touchdown, and uh, and the overtime touchdown. And and, and now people are uh, now the rules change where both teams get an opportunity because the way that game ended. My thing is, you you know, defense and special teams are still part of the game. Defense and special teams are still part of the game. And I, I know it's all about marketing and making money, but I was really okay. Don't tell nobody this. But I was really okay with just sudden death because, you know, just get the stop, man. Just get the stop. And then you get your team the ball back, okay? And I understand the studies say uh, otherwise that 85% of the time the team's in the playoffs that got the ball first, uh, 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 won, won those overtime games. Well, you had four quarters to get it right. You know, that's life. Nothing in life's fair. Nothing's free. Like Ray Charles said, nothing in life is free, like his mother said in that movie. A great performance by uh, Jamie Foxx. Nothing's free in this world but Jesus, no matter who tells you what, even the United States government, nothing's free but Jesus, right, right? And life is never going to be fair. There's some people born ahead of me. There's other people in other countries that that, that were born. Uh, I, I'm I, I hit the lottery being born in this country, you know. So uh, it's because of Buffalo. Buffalo does seem to be be a uh, a team that's cursed. You know, your your kicker missed a missed a field goal. Uh, I think his name was Steve Christie Pickle. So I'm talking 1990. Uh, against the Giants. That was her only close Super Bowl. Remember, this team went to four Super Bowls. 
in a row. And I want to say that was the one, the first one of the four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, or it may have been. Uh, yeah, I think it was this one. Yeah. Uh, Miss field goal, Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick get their uh, second Super Bowl there as the one-two tandem there. Uh, Buffalo probably should have hit that uh, kicker there, and I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's a Steve Christie or somebody. But anyways, they it's like they're cursed. They're like the Boston Red Sox, you know, Steve Christie, wide right. Yeah, yeah, uh, Thurman Thomas, Jim Kelly, although I think, I know it's early his career, but I think this Josh Allen guy is is better than Jim Kelly. I really do. I, I think it now Jim Kelly had a well of an arm as a ballot first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh guy had cancer he had to deal with in his jaw, he had some uh issues with his son's health problems. And 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 he he's a real trooper. I really like Jim Kelly. But this this Josh Allen guy has got a Hollitzer for an arm. Uh, a generational guy. That's why he's got a massive contract here. But, you know, so let's talk about the additions that they needed a pass rush. Uh, plus, they lost um, Tredavious White in the uh, Thanksgiving game last year uh, against, and a total blowout, by the way, against uh, uh, the New Orleans Saints. So, so they, they lost uh, Tredavious White, lead corner, but, you know, Pro Football Focus still has them as one of the best, I want to say, uh, secondaries in, in all of football, this team. And, you know, I, again, I like what they did. Uh, no, not just the Von Miller thing to help the to help this pass rush, but also the fact that they they signed guys like uh, Roger Seifeld, now, they've got 10 offensive guys coming back from the starters, air quote starters, but Roger Saffold is one of the best run-blocking guys in football. Nobody knows about this guy. Uh, this is really deep X's and O's, but for those of you who watched the Bills, they had problems running the football. Uh, they had problems winning uh, uh, Colin Coward the other day, and I want to give him credit uh, I just don't like to steal people's stuff and not give them credit. He says they have the Mike Tyson quality, where they if they hit get you early, they knock you out completely. But if you go a few rounds with him and you start getting in the later rounds, he's very much vulnerable. Uh, they lost close games last year to teams like Tennessee. Uh, they they lost a close windstorm game uh, uh, against the New England Patriots, an inferior team. Okay. And and that's because of their their lack and and that's and, and the Kansas City game right and the and the uh, the first game they blew Kansas City out. I want to say they blew them out by like twenty points, uh, 30, 38 to twenty at Kansas City. Went down to Kansas City and beat them thirty eight. Now of course they lost uh, 42-36 in the overtime game uh, against against Kansas City. So they got a really Mike Tyson the quality about them, you know. So a guy like Roger Saffold uh, can open up holes for Devin Singletary. Uh, this guy's only like 32, 33. He was a cap casualty, okay? Kind of like a J.C. Jackson with with the uh, with the Chargers. See, a bit of a cap casualty there with the New England loss, but the guy can still play, okay? And um, 
So the, that's going to help the running game. Like I said, Devon Miller, uh, this Gregory, I want to say Rosanu, Greg Rosanu, the second-year player of Miami. I see him having a breakout year playing beside Von Miller, okay? And then, the, you know, this secondary, guys. I mean, you got guys like Micah Hyde. These are pro bowlers, okay? Uh, Jordan uh, Poyer, Micah Hyde. These are all veterans, you know? And um, so you got the pass rut, Trevon Evans. He's a Pro Bowl-level linebacker. So you got front, middle, and back covered. Now you've added uh, uh, that left guard there, that blocking yard there. So you're going to get more runs off tackles. Everything's not going to be about Josh Allen, or that should be the the uh, the idea. You said, what about Brian DeVall? Well, I looked that up. They lost their offensive coordinator, who's now the – head coach of the New York Giants, but they brought in Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey had already been there and been a quarterback coach. So this is going to be a very smooth transaction, not unless Dorsey tries to reinvent the wheel. Uh, my understanding, Dorsey was not that talented a guy coming out of Miami in college, but he was much of a student of the game. He played on that great Miami Hurricane team. They went undefeated in 2001 and just a hair away from beating Ohio State to, to win twice, two back-to-back -back undefeated seasons. That's how cold they were, okay? Um, but my my point is I don't think it's going to be uh, – It probably – my guess is it's going to be an upgrade. It's going to be an upgrade. Uh, if Sean McDermott, this head coach, is, is smart, he's going to say, what are we lacking? You're lacking a running game. They're going to look at the stat, the fact that we lost these close games last year. Okay, so there's a big bullseye and a lot of pressure on this team to win this year per, per se because they've got they play they overpaid for Von Miller. Okay, but like I talked about yesterday, if you got that ring, it don't matter. If you got that ring, it doesn't matter. Down the road, who cares if you overpaid? Uh, who cares if you're, you're you're over? You got two years of dead money. With Russell Wilson, if he got that ring, right? Same thing with the Peyton Manning. I had in four years. Peyton put took Denver to two Super Bowls and and and, and two other playoff games. I want to say, you know, and like, like Pickle said, it takes the pressure off Josh Allen to have that running game. Get guys like Zach Moss more. I think Moss can have a better year this year as well. Dawson Knox had a personal tragedy. He signed an extension to tight end there. But this is the move I really like the best pickles offensively that's not being talked about. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder is still in his prime years. He's a slot receiver, used to play with the Jets. And I, I want to say um, he played at another Washington, right? Little bitty guy, not big as nothing. He is a much, got a quicker twitch to me than a Cole Beasley. He's 29. I think Beasley's like 32, 33, uh, getting a little long in the tooth. But Jay Crowder, and I'd even talk about uh, Gabriel Davis. In that Kansas City game, Gabriel Davis has like 200 yards. Some some crazy amount of stats in that Kansas City game. So Jay Crowder, good third down target, what Pickle says. So you, you have your slot third down guy. You've had your take the top off the defense and a Gabriel Davis guy. You've got your true number one there and Stefan Diggs there. 
Um, their offensive line, it's about middle of the pack, but I think that's going to jump closer to 10 than it is to 20, if you ask me, that offensive line. Uh, so you're looking at offense, defense, special teams. I know they had the issue with the punter. Brett Kern is out there. I don't know who they signed. I didn't catch who they signed at punter, but I think they'll be okay. All right. And, you know, I, I think that, um, yeah, he had like 40 fantasy points, Gabriel Davis. Bickle says I, I had him in fantasy at three touchdowns. Yeah, he was way up there. He was the top go getter in fantasy. And this team is two and a half point favorites tonight, and I'm okay with that. Even though this team's won the Super Bowl, they've got um, Allen Robertson, but they don't have Van Jefferson, talking about the Rams. And Bobby Wagner, the defense is going to be better, but they no Beckham, no Van Jefferson, and Buffalo will have more fans there. This is going to be a, a, a an additional home game for Buffalo. I was reading about it all day today on the internet. Uh, that and, and Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth's death, rest in peace, 96 years old. She had a good run there. But that was that was what I was reading off the internet. Buffalo and this and the Buffalo fan base, that they call themselves the Bills Mafia. I'm out of Nashville, and I drive downtown. When they were here for Monday Night Football last year, man, I saw Buffalo fans everywhere jumping up and down on buses, uh, chugging beers out in the park. All that, you think, is what they were doing. You know, having a good time. Uh, I know it could get, be awful up there in wintertime up in Buffalo, New York. So it is uh, – and plus with Tredavious White out tonight, they could lose this game. They could lose this game. And Safel, by the way, here's another nugget for you. Roger Safel is a former round. He's a former round, okay? And then he became the Titans, and now he is with the Bills. Okay? So I got him winning tonight. You know, and I've got them pretty much going around 14 and 3, 13 and 4. I think they're either going to have the first or second record in the AFC. I'm leaning on them probably having a one seed. Now, looking at their schedule, it's really tough early. Listen to these teams who had a winning record last year or a playoff team the year before that, the Rams. Next week, they got a home and play Monday night. They've got two primetime games two weeks in a row. They play against Tennessee next Monday night at home. Then they got to go down to Miami. Now, Miami, they handled Miami pretty well last year. I think Miami will give them some pushback this year. But I think they beat Miami like 20, 35 to nothing last year. And they knocked two out of the game. <laughs> and that was in Miami. They wanted to show what time it was because they – Remember, they lost to Pittsburgh last year in opening week. So they could lose tonight. I think they're going to win. I throw a few dollars on them. Nothing major. And But, but okay, so they're scheduled. they got to play at, at the Rams, where I think will be another home game. Tennessee on Monday night. Short week, got to go at Miami. That's going to be tough. I think they'll slide past it. Uh, at Baltimore, uh, October 7th, Pittsburgh at home. And when they got beat by Pittsburgh before, then at Kansas City. So that is two out of that first six games. If they can go four and two, that would be a miracle. Okay. If they go four and two there, three and three at the worst. I don't think they're going to three and three. But if they go four and two out of those first six games, they have a bye week 
on the week of the October 23rd. Uh, still a pretty young team. I think they'll be okay. Then they come home and they play Green Bay at home. I like Green Bay, but I don't like them enough to beat uh, uh, the Bills at home off of a bye week. No, not in Buffalo. Then they got to play at the Jets, Minnesota at home, Cleveland at home, and Cleveland will not have uh, – that is just before, I want to say, that Cleveland um, – We'll have Deshaun Watson back. Now they got to play at Detroit on Thanksgiving. Detroit's good. They're not that good. You know, then a week later, play at New England. So uh, they, they could lose at Cincinnati on January the 2nd. I think Cincinnati's going to be a really good team. So again, 14 and 3, 13 and 4. And let me just say this even though I haven't brought, broke down the AFC South and the uh, uh, AFC North. I'm telling you right now, this year, Pickles, I don't think the 72 Dolphins have to have a worry even a little bit. I don't think anybody's going undefeated. I don't think anybody's going 15 and 1, uh, 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 16 and 1, 15 and 2. I think the best the best record, anybody, most amount of games any team will win is probably about 13. And both, both especially uh, in like the AFC West, which I'm going to talk about here in a minute. Okay, so uh, I like this team to go far. I'm leaning on just picking them to go to the Super Bowl if they stay remotely healthy, guys. Just if they stay remotely healthy. Uh, next team, staying in the East, the, the Dolphins. Okay, now this Dolphin team, uh, you remember they fired Brian Flores, even though he had uh, two winning seasons in a row. He had a lot more to it. Uh, he had a fallout with um, – he bumped heads with Chris Greer, the general manager there. So it was not just the fact that uh, the owner was uh, – Stephen Ross had an issue. It was more about him and the general manager, from my understanding. And then, of course, the little Brady thing, they, they kind of worked that in there as well as a backup. Uh, so so they brought in this – I want to say, yep, yeah, Mike McDaniel here from the 49ers. And young guy – going to run that zone block and run and scheme. Remember, they had one of the worst offensive lines. Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Miami uh, had one of the worst offensive lines in football. Like last year, for instance, when they played at Tennessee, Tennessee beat them 34-3. Totally manhandled that offensive line. Now, they did get Terry Armstead there, the left tackle we talked about yesterday. They got him from, uh, got him from the New Orleans Saints. So that's going to help. Made that big trade there for Tyreek Hill, which I thought was crazy. Uh, I do think that they're going to look really good early. I think they're going to beat New England on Sunday by all means. But I, w I do want to mention this. Byron Jones uh, is going to be out for four games. That's the other corner opposite of Xavier Howard. Uh, it's a bigger deal for a team like Miami because they don't quite have the pass rush of Buffalo and let's face it, they don't quite have the quarterback of a Buffalo or a Kansas City, even though he's gotten rave reviews. Uh, Tua has been named one of the captains. What is that with captains, by the way, Pickles? Uh, some, I've read one team has like eight captains. Okay, it's usually one or two captains, all right? One for the defense, one for offense, and really it's just one. One captain. What do you got to have eight captains for? So, but but one of the captains, uh, Tua, was nominated 
uh, uh, voted to, to be to be a captain there. Now the offense. I want to say that they had a pretty good offseason. Other than that, like I well, I just gave you Taron Armstead. I uh, lost Devontae Parker. They've got a 10 offense, 11 defense. Now, you got Jalen Waddle there. Uh, that, that, uh, Mike Gasecki, uh, beer man is what we call him. Uh, my dad would call the guy beer man. Uh, got him over there at tidy end. Uh, this team was going to have a better running game. I think Tua is going to have a better season under him. They were 9-8 and eight last year, right? And so, so I think they're going to be tough early. But they'll be tough early, meaning against New England. They got to play at Baltimore in week two. So they beat Baltimore last year. But now Baltimore's fully healthy. And you got to play at Baltimore. All right. So we're going to find out how quick that Tua can get rid of the football with that Baltimore pass rush and that secondary at Baltimore. So I think they'll probably beat New England in September in uh, uh hot Miami opener. But then they got to play at Baltimore. We talked about Buffalo. Then they got to go play at Cincinnati on Thursday night. I think they'll lose that game. Okay. Uh, so they're playing the AFC North, okay, the entire AFC North, which is Cincinnati and Baltimore. They, they may beat Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Uh, I got them beating Cleveland because that's before uh, – they'll, they'll beat Cleveland because that's before uh, Sean Watson comes back, right? But then they got to play at the 49ers, at the Chargers, uh, Green Bay at home, even though I got them beat Green Bay, and then at New England. New England will split with them this year. New England will split with them. So I got them going 11 and 6. Uh, I'm going to have to look really hard at the both AFC North and South. They have a good shot to get that final wild card spot. I will tell you that. Okay. I will tell you that right now. They got a good shot at that final. Remember, there's three wild cards, not two. Uh, there is no buy for the second seed. Uh, there's only a buy for the first seed in the AFC. So they have a really good shot there at a wild card 11-6. That's not really a hot take. I mean, you, you, you've you upgraded uh, probably a coach philosophy uh, as far as scheme-wise anyways, and you've got a lot quicker at wide receiver, uh, and you've got better at offensive line, which is crucial, crucial. Now, they didn't really do much to help their pass rush, and the fact that they have their second corner out for that first month, they're not going to set the world on fire. Uh, and, and, you know, Pickle says Lamar's playing for a contract. Yeah, they want to pay back Miami for beating them uh, last year. And I want to say that was like a Monday night football game as that at, at that point, too. So 11-6, and six, okay? And, and and I did make a note here. I've been following the practice uh, day by day all during the summer. And the reporter, one reporter was saying that they're still having trouble uh, giving up pressure up the middle. Well, we know Tua's not that quick. They've got uh, Teddy Bridgewater as a backup, but he's also an injury-prone guy, you know. 
He is a very injury-prone guy, so I think two will be better, but I'm not going to go as far as everybody else is saying. Maybe he's going to get, like, most improved comeback player of the year or anything like that, and he's definitely not going to get MVP. He's a nice guy, but I have to call balls and strikes on this program, okay? So 11-6, and 11-6, very presentable for for them. Now, that, that, might, that brings me over to the uh, New England Patriots here. Well, I just skipped over. Okay, so now this Patriot team is, uh, you know, that's why the more I get into this show and doing it on my own, the the less I start to listen to opinions on other shows. Because, you know, I thought about the J.C. Jackson loss at corner. I thought about the Malcolm Butler uh, getting hurt. They brought him back. Uh, he got hurt, and then he took a, a contract injury buyout settlement clause because he's uh, so he'll be a free agent. Now they did lose Josh McDaniels, their offensive coordinator here, also, and they lost Shaq Mason on the offensive line. And Pro Football Focus still has their line rated pretty high. I want to say they're still about fifth. Is that respect out of Belichick? Yeah, sure. But they ran the ball really well last year, okay? And their corners, guys like Jalen Mills, uh, both of their corners, one of them's a former LSU player. Go figure, uh, Pickles, right? But, uh, you know, you got Devin McCourty in the secondary. Jalen Mills, seven-year player out of Louisiana State. And your other corner is this um, – I forgot who it was now. I want to say like a like a Jacob Jones or somebody. Um, it's not going to be as good as it has been. This is not Stephon Gilmore uh, type of cornerback. But the more I look at it and how well coached this team is, you know, I, they, they've got nine players on defense coming back. If you want to say eight since Butler got hurt. Uh, actually, Butler wouldn't even play. So technically, they do have nine players on, on defense coming back. So it is not as dire as I really originally thought because I started listening to these other media personalities thinking, now I know that you got Matt Patricia calling plays and Joe Judge split duties there. Belichick, again, and I'm going to try to bring Keith Engel on next week. And they may be Miami down there. If Miami thinks they got this game won just because they got Tyree Kill, they got another thing coming. Okay, Uh, I think that's going to be a close game because Belichick is you could also look at the fact that he's playing a rookie coach. Belichick has a really good record against uh, rookie coaches the first time. Okay, and the more film he gets on you as a uh, as a as a quarterback, you better be constantly changing your signals and tendencies because he's going to find out every single witness weakness, not unless you're a talent like a Josh Allen. So, you know, I think this team will will probably go about 12 and 5 and they're going to be about one game behind uh Buffalo. Buffalo might go 14 and 3 and Patriots might go 11 and 6, okay? Uh, you know, they play at Pittsburgh. They're going against Mitch Trubisky in week two. Uh, Baltimore at home. Baltimore looks great. But the last time they played New England, 
It wasn't like the first time when they blew New England out, was it, Pickles? Now, New England beat them with a much lesser team. And this is at home. Now, they got to play at Green Bay in, in, in week three. Definitely got them losing to a guy like Rodgers. They play at Cleveland October 16th, Jacoby Brissett. They're not going to win that game. Uh, Cleveland, they blew Cleveland out last year, by the way. Uh, they're playing Chicago at the Jets, of course. Indianapolis at home. Now, this is in Foxborough. It's going to be a different story. It's going to be a different story than last year, okay? Uh, then they got their bye week, and they played the Jets again, of course, at Minnesota. Do you think Kirk Cousins is going to beat this guy? With that defense, they're going to find a way to beat Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, and they play at, at Arizona December 12th. Well, that's usually when Arizona's usually falling apart by then. You know, if they played Arizona in September, I'd call it an L. But that's usually the time that Kyler Murray's banged up and hurt. J.J. Watt will be out, probably, uh, out for the season, my guess is. And that's on a Monday night. Plus, the, the game before that, now, I got them losing both games of Buffalo. Buffalo's just playing at that level. But they play Buffalo December 1st on a Thursday. And then on Monday, the following Monday, play at Arizona. You're giving Belichick uh, 10, 11 days to prepare. Yeah, he's going to beat you with a banged-up quarterback. So I think they'll go beat Arizona there. At Vegas, I got them losing that one, and I got them losing the uh, Cincinnati game after that. But they played Miami again in January in, in Foxborough. They'll beat Miami in Foxborough. And then they got to play at Buffalo. So they're going to be in tiebreaker situations. I think a lot of these teams in the AFC, it's going to come down to one game, Pickles. It may come down to tiebreakers where you've got uh, division – uh, one tiebreaker is like, who's got a better division record? Who's got better common opponent? It's going to be like that as far as getting those uh, um, getting those things situated. Yeah, uh, and, and, and Pickles says first, first touchdown Buffalo. So I've already uh, – guys, I, I, I thought about this when I, when I made these arrangements, but this is the best I can do. This is the best I can do. Uh, and the Jets, like I preached to you all yesterday – and tag Woody Johnson, I think they're probably a a four to six win team. I'm leaning six. I'm leaning six wins. You know, there it's not out of the question that the Jets, with their revamped defense, that they could beat Baltimore in week one, even with Flacco a quarterback. Because it's at the Jets. Uh, a lot of these underdogs play way over their head in week one. They don't know they're bad. When you're at Tennessee Titans, I want to say they got the number one pick. They won their opening game against the playoff team in Kansas City about six or seven years ago. So, you know, like I said, I got them winning about four to six games. I like the draft. Jermaine Johnson, they got him in the uh, first round with, with, with Garrett Wilson, Ohio State wide receiver, and Ahmad Gardner at cornerback. Those three first rounds, that was part of Joe Douglas' uh, uh, work in Seattle over in the Jamal Adams trade. So I like that. Now I know that Mikhail Becton's hurt. You've had that issues with the offensive line. That's my big issue there, you know. So I got them finishing in fourth place. If they get those six wins, and those here's where we need to see, here's where we need to see the um, 
the improvement, okay, from Zach Wilson. Detroit at home on the 18th. Jacksonville at home on a short week. Thursday night game on the 22nd of December. At Seattle on January 1st. And at Miami on January the 7th. It says 7th or 8th at Miami towards the end of the season. Those four games, you want to see Zach Wilson make a massive improvement. You know? So, uh, so that's my fourth place team, all right? I've got Buffalo first, New England second, breaking a tiebreaker, Miami with 11 wins in third place, and, of course, the lowly Jets and in fourth place. Okay, now, the FC West. Now, this, this took me forever this afternoon to go over, you know, and, you know, I'm talking about Denver to start off here. Made the big trade. Again, probably those last two years with uh, Russell Wilson's contract, it's probably not going to be good for, for Denver fans, okay? But if they can get to the Super Bowl and win it between next year and uh, 2024-2025 season, that technically, we can count this year, that technically would be three seasons. If you could get that Super Bowl win, it was worth it. If you get deep in the playoffs, probably not. But now you know you have a chance. You know, this team is middle of the road offensive line, according to Pro Football Focus. They do have a really good secondary, uh, one of the better secondaries in all of football. And uh, a lot of young players coming into their own. And here's my thing about them. Uh, this team... This team is, is young. They're hungry. Other than Wilson, of course, the 34, Wilson, uh, got a lot of pass rushers. Remember, they got Randy Gregory also. Uh, they got this guy. Um, I think his name is um, DJ, uh, DJ Jones, I want to say his name is, a defensive lineman, free agent here. And this secondary, uh, Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties in the game, Patrick Sertan and Ronald Darby and Kareem Jackson, that, that is a really good secondary there. That is a, a, a well above average secondary, okay? Uh, Wilson will, and of course you have Jerry Judy, Corton Sutton uh, to throw through, and Javante Williams, he was the best uh, running back, according to Pro Football Focus, out of that draft, pre-draft. And you saw some streaks of him last year. Okay, now they've also got a new coach. I get that. They've got they've got this coach here from, um, oh, God, from, from uh, uh, Green Bay. Now, Nathaniel Hackett's going to bring an offensive scheme there. Uh, I, I think they're going to play well. Uh, I think that they're probably – let me make sure I get my ducks in a row here. I don't want to misquote myself. Uh, they're also about a 12 and 5 team, guys. I mean, th these games are going to come down to tiebreakers, strength of scale. I'm telling you. And not only that, like last year, uh, the Chargers and the Raiders, that came down to one game, one possession. You know, the Raiders end up getting in the playoffs because they simply played smarter than the Chargers. Even though I thought the Chargers had a better team last year. So, 
I got this team, Denver, going 12 and 5. I think Russell Wilson will be in the MVP race. I'm not sure if he's going to get it. I don't think he's going to get it. Uh, not unless he goes crazy with the stats. Uh, but this team was 7 and 10 last year. That was a very quiet 7 and 10 team. With a guy like Drew Locke, by the way, who cannot stay healthy. Okay. Now, next, this next team would be Kansas City. Um, Kansas City had a quietly had a really good offseason, too. You know, trading away Tyreek Hill for that haul of trades here, and then turn around and sign a Juju Smith Schuster, Marquez Valdez scandaling, and uh, his Juju's backup is Sky Moore. And they supposedly got this guy, this steal. This George, let me skip my flashlight on here. I can't hardly see it. Cartus, this uh, defensive end, edge rusher out of uh, out of Purdue, was supposed to be a steal from where he was drafted. This offensive line is coming together. Creed Humphrey is uh, regarded as probably the best center in football. Orlando Brown, they got him taken care of there. Okay. And... You know, Trey Smith, the sixth-round pick out of Tennessee, they stole him last year. He's got another year under his belt. They they're, they could potentially be better. Uh, I'm a little bored about their secondary because they did lose. Uh, now, they drafted a Trent McDuffie, okay? And on this Legereus Sneed, he's going to be fine, third-year player out of Louisiana Tech. But this Trent McDuffie, they may get torched on that side. And remember, they lost – Honey Badger, but they picked up Justin. Uh, they they signed a, a Justin Reed here to help out there to take place of him. He was a teammate back in Houston, and it was listed as a key addition according to Lindy's magazine here. So I like the fact what they did. Uh, in fact, they've got nine offenses, seven defense. The defense is going to be a little concerning for me, but if Frank Clark plays like Frank Clark. It's capable of, as long as Chris Jones stays healthy, their tackle there, their key element there, I think this team's going to be fine. I, th I think they're going to be fine. Uh, I actually think they're going to win this division, and they're also going to be around that 13-4. and four. They, I think they'll probably lose the tiebreaker to Kansas City or to Buffalo because uh, they, they have to play Buffalo in the regular season again this year at home uh, on October 16th. Now, and quite frankly, I had them losing Arizona. They may beat Arizona because Rondell Moore's hurt now. So, uh, with, with that speed there, the, the ability to control the line of scrimmage on offense here, uh, your middle-of-the-road defense, you don't need a rock-solid defense when you can do that. And you have a finisher like a uh, Patrick Mahomes and a uh, Andy Reid there calling plays, okay? Uh, the Raiders, very much overrated. I know that Max Crosby, a lot of hype on him, and they got Devontae Adams. I thought I thought Green Bay come out well in that. They got a uh, – I want to say they got a first and a second-round pick for Adams here. And I just don't think – I think the Raiders are going to be a little – they played over their head. Uh, I, I think they're probably going to go about eight and nine this year. Nine and eight at best, even with the Devontae Adams. I just don't like the way their schedule is set up here. 
uh, at Tennessee uh, at Monday night, uh, early bye week too, October 10th pickles. You know, but they got to play at the Rams on a Thursday night, at Pittsburgh on a Saturday, New England at home, San Francisco at home, Kansas City at the end of the season. Uh, still not in love with their defense there. I know they got Chandler Jones, just not in love. And, and uh, they had an offensive line, Alex Leatherwood, that was cut. Uh, that was another first-round pick that was pretty much a, a shot player, a shot pick by the uh, uh, Mike Mayock and John Gruden uh, one-two combo. Their, their draft picks were terrible. Uh, Henry Ruggs is in jail. Uh, I mean, you name it. Uh, they're kicking players off team. Uh, don't even mention Antonio Brown. So they're just not that good, okay? Then that leads me to the Chargers here. Uh, this Charger team, uh, man, they the sky is the limit. And, and for Herbert, he's a guy that can be in that MVP race. A very strong arm, made a big move, got Khalil Mack. They upped their offensive line even more. Uh, they also signed uh, Gerald Everett at tight end. J.C. Jackson, too. So you got J.C. Jackson now. Uh, he's going to be out the first couple of weeks, but he's supposed to be back possibly week two, week three with Khalil Mack there, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, okay? That's playmaker, playmaker, playmaker there. Uh, and I mentioned Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, he's coming into his second year. Players make their biggest, and dad was a good corner, right? Used to play for the Patriots. Uh, players make their big step from year one to year two. Uh, this team has the potential to get all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, they were nine and uh, eight last year. They blew that overtime game to the Raiders. Uh, lost an overtime game to Kansas City. I think they're going to clean up a lot of that. I don't know how much. I don't know how much they're going to clean this up. But by judging by their schedule, I think they're probably going to be uh, right there with Denver. Right there with Denver. Uh, I think Denver will probably get the higher seed by uh, strength of schedule or something like that. Got them at 12 and 5 also. Okay. Uh, but if they don't make the playoffs, Brandon Staley's fired and they're going to go after Sean Payton. That's my prediction. You've got to make the playoffs. Um, three three teams that really have a lot of pressure to make the playoffs. The L.A. Chargers, the Miami Dolphins, and uh, winning the Super Bowl for Buffalo. That. Okay? So, let's go. Let's go a quick recap for the for, – okay, so – uh, the AFC East, I've got Buffalo finishing first, New England second, Miami third at 11 and six. The Jets will be six and 11. Uh, AFC West, Kansas City winning 13 and four, Denver 12 and five, Chargers 12 and five. Uh, Denver wins a tiebreaker, and the, the Las Vegas Raiders eight and nine. Uh, could they flip it around? Yeah, possibly. Possibly, you know, uh, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting here. And um, so I'm rushing through this thinking I'm not having enough time. I got 47 minutes and I've actually knocked out both of these. Uh, but the, these last two divisions I just named, particularly the AFC West, is going to be very interesting from, from start to finish. Okay. There's not going to be a bad game 
in the AFC West. There's not going to be a Drew Locke no more in the AFC West. There's no Alex Smith no more in the AFC West. No Teddy Bridgewater uh, in the AFC West. You've got all Pro Bowl level potential Super Bowl. All these guys are considered uh, franchise quarterbacks in my opinion. Okay? Um, Okay, so the interesting story here pickles out of Clemson. Now, that old Sweeney, boy, he was really moaning and groaning. He wasn't as bad as Nick Saban. But Dabo Swinney, man, he he went on and on about this NIL stuff, uh, this transfer portal. It's going to be harder and harder to coach these kids. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, dude, you've got two super, or you got two national championships with two different quarterbacks. Those quarterbacks both are uh, were high draft picks and look to have potential. You know, throw out the personal stuff of Deshaun Watson. The guy's won playoff games. There's a reason why he's got the most guaranteed money in the NFL. Cleveland really wanted a guy. They've seen what he can bring to the table. And this guy coached them both in uh, college. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a big jump this year. Uh, you got to give Dabo Swinney credit for that. He has a family-like atmosphere down there. Uh, like I said, I don't think they 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 clean uh, – Georgia Tech's clock, they've got one of the best defenses in the country. They were rated number two in the country coming in uh, from a defensive standpoint, this Clemson team. Uh, so, But he signs a multi-year, I want to say 10-year, $11.5 million contract per year, second only to Nick Saban. And the other part to this is to, to, to mention to you to throw in the fact how far, how fast uh, that this uh, game has grown from a financial standpoint, okay? I actually looked up who's the hottest coach in the early to mid-90s, Pickles. I'll give you one guess. Who's the hottest college football coach from 1990 to 1995? I'll let one of you guess there that's on here. And I'm going to try to wrap this up real quick. But I want to see if one of y'all can type in the hottest coach in the early 90s that that, that uh, won multiple national championships. Uh, he, uh, he he once made the comment that we are, uh, he said, we're, we're favored in every game, you know. And I know a lot of you can, can, uh, can think of that. But I was hoping one of you would type it in here. But I'll give you a, a second to, to, to maybe to, to guess on this, this story here I found from um, 19. There, there's a couple stories here. One from 99, one from 1995 about being a big contract extension here, you know, Um and that, and that is Bobby Bowden. I don't know if anybody said anything. So I was reading this from 95, and, and it says, uh, Bobby Bowden's built Florida State's program into a national powerhouse, and, and now Bobby Bowden has signed a contract extension worth more than $7 million to remain coaching through 2004. And I looked at that, 
Actually, this is 1999. That that's even that's even more impressive. And this this story said Bowden will earn 1.5 million dollars a year, and people thought that was crazy then, a little over 20 years ago. What under industry has the pay went up uh, 1,100% for a, the big-name coach? 1,100%. 1.5 million. I remember thinking, wow, that's a lot of money, man. That is a lot of money to coach a football team for Bobby Bowden. Now, remember... Um, yeah, this is the one from uh, – this is the one – this is Orlando Sentinel. I, I did find one from 95. Five years after agreeing to a lifetime contract, Bobby Bowden and, and FSU officials signed a new deal Thursday for the 66-year-old coach that will pay him nearly $1 million at least through 2000, the silver anniversary at the school. You know, and – I remember thinking, wow, a million dollars. And now, not even the highest paid. He was probably, my guess is, between him and Tom Osborne, they were probably the two highest paid, and I'm sure Spurrier was very close. We're talking mid-90s here, okay? And so you're going a million dollars back in 95, a million and a half to 99. That's just four years later to $11.5 million. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh said, he made a comment, uh, I think it was Monday, or it might have been over the weekend, that with these new TV deals coming, with this 12-team playoff coming, that the revenue is going to be in the billions. It could be in the billions with an S, and he thinks some type of, stipend for the for the student athletes would be reasonable now i understand title nine which is you got to pay the women and everything uh and the people from the other sports uh i still think even if you wanted to do that for these teams that are involved in these big contract um contracts with tv networks for these conferences okay the major power five conferences uh i think you could probably figure that out now the fact that we've got transfers uh now that we've got um nil deals where uh, a national image and name image and likeness is used uh there was a uh, i read a story that now uh the fanatics the first team to uh first company to produce players names on back of jerseys in the college game. I saw all this as a teenager. I always asked my dad about this when I was a kid because we get really gassed up and watch big-time college football. And I was thinking, man, they're on these games and everything. They're not getting no money from this. And now all that's coming in for to fruition. But I think even with the Title IX, even with all this, you can throw the students something and have plenty of money left over. It's food for thought. And I understand that there they are expenses that the, the universities have to keep up with. Uh, you're paying for everything. The other sports don't make no money. I know that. I know that football, other than maybe um, some of these really big basketball programs, Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, uh, they make a little bit of profit too. But but nobody is even close to football. 
Nobody's even close. Football carries, uh, women's softball loses money, okay? Uh, these, these, these other sports lose money. But football carries, high tide raises all ship. And the high tide from football raises, I think you can cover that and you can throw these kids, student athletes. Not everybody's going to get an NIL deal, you know. You could throw them a little bit of a bone there, and I do think that it would be okay. Yeah, Pickle says MSG was ahead of their time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Craig James, you know. Um, but I, I just think that, that uh, what other industry? That's that that that's something to ponder on. I mean, I worked security when I first started doing security. I made. Uh, $7 and something an hour. When I left, uh, I think as a supervisor, I made 18 but that was as a supervisor. But it pretty much stayed kind of the same. This industry didn't go up 1,100, 1,200%, you know. Uh, that That is amazing. That That is what an explosion of TV, good marketing, and, and, and it's just... And it goes back to the fact that so many people are streaming now and, and commercial. Uh, all these insurance companies know that. Uh, all these beer companies, insurance companies, phone companies, Subway, uh, restaurants, they all know that. They know that 18 to 54 demographic. Even myself, I record a lot of stuff. I don't really, I, I like to stay as current as I can on the game. Uh, so, you're going to get some commercials where I watch them sometimes. Even when a guy has a DVR, I spent 30 minutes trying to get my cable situated and get some things turned off so I can do this program. And the guy kept asking me three times. He said, you want to do away your DVR? I said, no, it's part of my job, man. I have to record sports shows. I got to record games. I got stuff I have to record to watch uh, to prepare me for my, uh, for my program. Uh, that was a mess. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I was just making me think about it. So that that that's that's the root of why uh, people love live sports, particularly football. That's why Josh Allen's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and and Russell Wilson, and, and and all these quarterbacks here. So I will be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about the same thing, everybody. We're going to cover AFC uh, North and South. Going to get Carlos Mad New Yorker on here. We're going to compare notes here and and, and talk about. Uh, Super Bowl predictions and, uh, you know, MVPs and all that stuff. So, uh, again, if you guys like the show, share the show. I'm going to get off here and watch this game here. I'm looking forward to watching it. And, uh, again, I'll see you around 7 p.m. Central Time. Stand by. Watch your notifications. Maybe I come in at 6.55 Central Time. So, have a good night, everybody. Otherwise, I will see you. Uh, tomorrow here, same place, same time, here on Sports Scope.